Welcome back to the From the Nosebleeds podcast, season four, episode three. We're right in the midst of free agency. I'm Thomas Bargernick, joined by Thomas Coburn and producer, producer He's Thomas Coburn, producer Thomas Bargernick today. Like what's, you know, this, this guy, Paulo Gismondi, shout out to him, but uh, vacation in vacation. the middle of free agency. It's it, at best, it's irresponsible at best, at best. And I think also, I think you're the producer. You're because you're recording the Zoom. I'm recording it today. So, so I guess, I guess I'll be taking on the producer role. But it's just, you know, there's there's a void in this call right now that's just not being filled. Um, and maybe Paulo's gone because, quite frankly, like his Indianapolis Colts, you know, they also seem to take off free agency every year. We'll probably talk about them later because they got a lot of cap space, never seem to sign any players. So both Paulo and the Colts on vacation for this week. So we're down, we're down a man. Um, and maybe he sees Chris Ballard on a sunny beach in Florida. You think that's that's why he skipped out? Because he's upset about the Colts. In reality, Paul really doesn't care about the Colts that much anyway. So let's be. Let's be in on, maybe it's because March Madness starts today. Notre Dame um, looks like they might have a good team this year. St. Patrick's Day as well. So happy St. Patrick's Day to all who celebrate. Happy March Madness. I don't know. I think you're a big March Madness guy. I, feel like I get into it. I get into it pretty heavy. Well, who's your pick to win the tournament? Gonzaga every year, and they never win. So I just... I'm going to go Kansas. I don't follow I know nothing. it enough. Yeah. I don't follow it enough to know going in who's good. That's why I just say Gonzaga when you ask me. I, I feel like... Mo- I'm not going to say most people. I'm not going to speak for other people, but at least me. I don't watch a single second of college basketball until the tournament. No, neither do it's I. Just, there's too many sports to pay attention. It's just like there's, you know, there's not enough time. I remember so, one one year I, I got so into March Madness that the next year when the tournament started, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to watch this year leading up to March Madness. And that just never happened after maybe like a week it was over. I lost interest. Um, but we're not here to talk about March Madness today. We got NFL free agency. Um, it's been a crazy, crazy couple past few days in the NFL. Um, lots of movements for a couple teams. Other teams uh, have kept quiet and some big quarterbacks on the move or about to be moved as well. But we'll start off with your Lions and my Dolphins, how have you um, evaluated their free agency period so far? I mean, I think most people that are Lions fans are, ha- or let's say, content with what's happened. I don't think anybody expected them to be big players. They were, uh, obviously, he still hasn't signed yet, but they were rumored to be like in the mix for Allen Robinson, which I personally didn't want. I just, I think for where the team is right now, for the money you're going to have to spend, it's not the right time to be going big like that. So I like keeping Tracy Walker. That's huge key piece on that defense. And then obviously DJ Chark, a one-year deal, a prove it deal. I can't be mad at that. And obviously who knows if he gets back to his form that we saw him a couple of years ago, maybe he stays, maybe he signs a longer deal, but I think it's across the board, low risk moves, which from Brad Holmes, I like right now. I can't ask for much more. Yeah, there's, there seems to be two different philosophies of how to build your team, especially, you know, from the gutter where the Lions have been the past couple of years. Um, there's the draft route, and then there's, I'm going to call it the Jags route. Just spend all your money, um, and who knows? It could be like, I, I personally feel we're going to look back in a couple of years and say these are bad contracts, um, and I feel a lot of people share that same sentiment. But, hey, I like what the Lions are doing because they're not – killing themselves against the cap. I don't see this as a team that when they're finally ready to compete, they're going to have a lot of dead money and bad contracts. And it's like, in my eyes, free agency 
is all about just maybe the smaller areas of your team, fine tuning that you're not going to completely revamp your roster through that. And all of a sudden the next year become competitive. And that's what I think my dolphins are sort of doing. We've made a lot of signings, but we haven't really broken the bank on anyone. It's just been some depth pieces here and there. We got two new running backs, both on very, very cheap prove it type deals as well, which I like. We got a fullback, which is just so Mike McDaniel. Um, so I honestly think we've addressed every single need except for our biggest one, which is where I'm kind of, you know, looking at like, okay, did we really have the super successful window that I hoped? Um, not yet. There's still time. Toronto Armstead obviously still on the market. I don't know if we can afford him now with, with the signings that we've made, but I think we definitely need to to sign a tackle. But I think I'm, I'm content with not being the team that steals the headlines. And I feel like you're the same way too. Like the, the team like the Jaguars who just completely spent big and everyone's saying, oh, maybe did they, did they win free agency just because they got all these players? I, and you have to take into account where the team is. So like you said, the Jaguars, I, like I would be distraught. Like if that was my team, if I was a Jaguars, yeah. I don't know what to think. But there are exceptions like the Chargers. I like it. I know, I know Khalil Mack wasn't yeah. a free agent, but you go out, you make that trade, you get JC Jackson, a top corner in the league. Like that's a team who's ready to make the jump and compete for a Super Bowl. So I get it. Other than that, re-signing your players to big deals, I got no problem with. Like that's, I don't even really consider that free agency. I, the big problem for me is like when you're spending big money and you're just getting players from, you know, three, four teams and filling out your roster. Most of the time it doesn't work, it feels like, but We'll see. A couple teams went big. The Jaguars, obviously, I feel like they they stole the show in the worst way possible. But yeah, and I think the Christian Kirk deal specifically has got all the attention. And I don't know if it's for better or worse that that's getting the attention. Obviously, that's a really bad deal in the eyes of pretty much everybody. But there are other deals as well that haven't been all that great, like paying Evan Ingram all that money. I know it's only a one-year term. Um defense are just spending on every single level they got a defensive tackle a linebacker a corner all who are pretty solid players but i think me and you both talked about this in terms of free agency these guys are often free agents for a reason like if you're really that that special to your team they're going to do everything they can to hold on to you so a guy like i think it's foyer aluakon who they just signed from the falcons if i butcher that name um you know my apologies but like he's a he's a good player. But when he gets he's onto the open good, free, yeah. yeah, he's he's a he's a solid you know free agent. When he gets onto that open market though, because he's now a top tier linebacker, he gets paid like one. But is he really amongst the best of the best of the best linebackers in the league? I don't quite know. So it's little things like that. Of course, you have your examples like you brought up J.C. Jackson, who I'm sure the Patriots would have loved to have them on their team. They just weren't willing to meet him where you know where his salary demands were and that's more of a you know organizational philosophy that the patriots have but in general i think you know there's teams like the jags and there's teams like your lions and and i'd rather be a lions fan it's the first time i've ever said this in my life hey brad holmes i've i've said it so far hasn't he's basically hit 100 percent right now he hasn't really messed up too many things uh now free agency is not over maybe he goes out and makes a huge mistake in my eyes but i, I don't think that's going to happen um it's on it's on to the draft i feel like for both our teams maybe he trades for Ke- for kenny galladay back get the band yeah. back together hey we got i'm like the fact that we got a third round pick now looking back at that is like the most unbelievable thing like, zero touchdown kenny 
you avoided the, the contract and got the draft compensation. Um, but speaking of draft compensation, how's that for a segue? There you Deshaun, go. That was good. Deshaun Watson. How long have we been talking about this guy? I remember I think we did like one of those live emergency podcasts over a year ago because it came out that he wants to get traded. And that was in like January. We're now sitting March 2022. And it feels like now days away is the word I would use. It could even happen today. We just found out that the Browns are out of the running. So he's going to the NFC South between the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons, who have just emerged as a sleeper team. I don't know. I'm I'm torn. I've gone back and forth. Where do you see Deshaun playing next season? First of all, I would be shocked. By the time this comes out, I think he's he's Me on too. a new team. Yeah. I think it's I think it's done. Um and I think it's I think it's gonna be the Saints. It just really? it, it feels like they've been leading for a while. They've just been in the mix the whole time. The Falcons is a sleeper, sure, but they still haven't like started to they have to like fix Matt Mac Matt Ryan's contract. So it's yeah. like you gotta get rid of that somehow. And that there hasn't been any movement on that front. So obviously things can change on a dime. We know this, we've seen this all the time, but it's just at this point with the Browns now out of it. I don't know what's happening there with Baker now, but with the Browns out of it, it feels like it feels like he's going to be a New Orleans Saint. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty torn on this. Um, one, I want to say it's crazy. I don't think we've ever seen this before, where a player who is getting traded is like touring facilities. <laughs> like, where do I want to go? That's it's pretty awesome. Like, also, we've never seen a player of this magnitude, a quarterback who's a franchise quarterback on a big contract, this young in his career. Like next year is literally the first year of his of his big extension, asking for a trade. So this is a monumental thing in the NFL. All along, and Carolina's the only one out of these three that have been around since last year. I always thought Carolina was the best destination, and I always thought he was going to go to Carolina. That front has completely cooled down now, and they almost seem like the, the sort of the last team of the three that's that's in the running to get him. Atlanta, I think, is really cool because he's from the Georgia area. And I just think it's a spark the franchise needed. I mean, the direction that they're in right now, it's just they've been a complete mess for the past couple of years. Um, you get a guy like him, you're going to start to attract more players. And I just think it would be the perfect thing to just turn their franchise around. That being said, you mentioned the Matt Ryan thing. I think for this to work, the Colts, Paulo's Colts have to come in. And the Colts have to take on Matt Ryan's contract, take him on for their quarterback. They're one of the only teams that still need a quarterback. I think he'd be a good fit there. They have the cap room for him because Washington ate the whole Wentz deal. Um, that's something I would really like to see. So that's my scenario if Deshaun goes to the Falcons. The Saints, though, have been dubbed as like the leader and they're in the driver's seat for Deshaun. I think it's weird because in about September, October, when he was heavily touted to Miami, I was saying the Saints, but... Once they lost Sean Payton, I was like, you know, that destination doesn't seem very enticing. There's still a couple of veterans that could be gone. We don't know the status of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Like, it's just a weird situation. Plus, you know, they're in some cap trouble too. And yet they're also in the driver's seat somehow. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to pick the Falcons. I'm doing all this talking. I'm just going to pick the Falcons. There you go. Well, one of us will be right, I think. So I don't, I don't think there's any way he ends up on either on the, the Falcons or yeah, I don't the Panthers I are feel, done for you. I feel like it's a zero percent. I'm gonna say it. Zero percent. By the time this comes out, Deshaun Watson will definitely be on the Panthers. A million percent. But um no, I don't know. It's 
either way, it's there's a lot of question marks, right? Are you like, now that Brady's back? We didn't even talk about that, but Brady's back. <laughs> um, they're they're the leaders in that division. It's like the Falcons are in like this weird rebuild, retool. No one really knows what it is. And then I think the Saints, if they get them, I think they're ready to compete right away. They got, I think Michael Thomas will be back. I expect him to maybe not what he was when he before all the injuries and all the mess, but he's still an elite wide receiver. I think obviously you got Kamara. That defense has been one of the most consistent defenses in the last like three years. It feels like maybe even longer than that. So I think right away compete. I want to see him go to the Saints. The Falcons, I think, would be interesting long term. But for right now, it kind of feels like a this is just a weird fit. Yeah, and I think the Saints, that Saints defense, like you said, they've carried a lot. And I think a lot of the world doesn't know how good they are because their offense has been poor, especially last year. And even that last year, Drew Brees, it just didn't really have a lot to it. So, like, if he goes to the Saints, it would be really interesting. My original thing was go to the NFC South because it's the most wide-open division ever. But you said Tom Brady's back. I'm so I want to ask you, next time Tom Brady retires, like, is it even a thing? Like, does it get reported? I don't trust this guy anymore. Now I think he actually deflated the footballs. Like, I'm back on that. I don't trust him at all. I don't know. I I I know that you're pretty heated about it. I I'm yeah. I'm happy he's back. I'm happy. Welcome I'm, back, Tom. The, the NFL missed you. I would have had no problems if he never retired at all, and I wouldn't have been angry. Oh, why is he coming back for one season? Just retire it. Because honestly, when he was in the box, I liked watching him play. I thought it was good for the league. You know, he's it's the greatest quarterback of all time. Like you know, he. When he's in the NFL, the level of competition is higher. The fact that he pulled this stunt and retired just so he can see us all cry about how much we miss him. And then what? Maybe like 25 days later. Oh, I'm back. But you have to admit it's good because the NFC was getting brutal. I think what <laughs> he did was he left yeah. and then waited till Rodgers would stay because Rodgers thought he had a bit of an easy run and then said, wait a second, Aaron, I'm back even though both of them didn't make it very far in the playoffs this year. But that's uh, that's my theory on Tom. And yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed by his actions. Not that he's back by his actions. I think it would could have been handled a little bit better. Fair quickly though, before we move on now, big Ben gets his, his fair, fair spotlight for the hall of fame. So good for big Ben because now they're in different. Uh, yeah. Teams. Now Brady's still playing. So you're still on that big Ben first ballot. eh? Every, you're, I think you're the only person that doesn't think that Big Ben's a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's like, no, it's, I do, I do. It's the I most absurd it. take. I think we did an episode talking about it, and then I was like, ah, is he really? And then you sent me his numbers, and he's like fourth <laughs> all-time in everything. But hey, when Derek Carr retires, mark my words, he's going to be like top 10, top, like the way the league's going. Your yes, buddy's that's fair. There. Your buddy's oh, he'll probably be, be one and everything. Leader. Yeah. yeah, he'll so be every. It'll be I number think, one. I think we're going to have to reevaluate our, our thinking over here because now people pull up like Derek Carr's numbers, put them side by side, Troy Aikman, who was throwing for like 3,000 yards and 13 touchdowns in his heyday and saying like Derek Carr's way better than this guy. So I don't know. That's, that's for another day. Um, back to free agency. Favorite signing and least favorite signing. We'll start with the favorite. Who do you have? Favorite signing. Okay, now favorite should is it okay? My favorite. So not like the, the okay, obvious. DJ Chark, done. Next no, 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 no. CJ Uzama. How do you say his uh, name? I forget yeah. it now. No, no, Uzama? that's my favorite. That's maybe my favorite player in the entire NFL. Because I like saying CJ 
Uzama. That's what I, I just think it's a very more. underrated sign. I thought the Jets had a great free agency. Oh, I, I share that feeling. I definitely. really like what they did. I'm just saying that because like there's so many obvious ones, but like, hey, everybody knows or everyone's talking about those. I just think getting a solid tight end like that off of like pass catching one for Zach Wilson at this point in his career, I think there's, and it's, it's a very like reasonable deal. I think it was like three years, 20 something million off the top of my head. That's what I remember. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Reasonable deal. You just saw what he did with the Bengals was a big part of that offense down the stretch. I like it. It's a, it's a safe move really, but I think, I think it can do wonders for Zach Wilson's development. So that's my favorite. That's my favorite signing. I think the Jets in general, in my eyes, are like one of the clear-cut winners of everything. And they didn't break the bank, but they signed Lake and Tomlinson, who may be my favorite signing, but I'm, I'll go in a different direction since you're giving all the love to the Jets. But hey, they're a Zach Wilson second-year step from winning games in the AFC. And I'm not saying they're, they're going to make the playoffs. They, who knows? They could, but... Like they're going to make it tougher on Miami and New England and Buffalo. It's not going to be that because in the past, those three teams have looked at their schedule. Okay, we know we have two wins against the Jets. That's how it's been the past couple of years. So I like that move. They're building a strong O-line. They even signed another tight end, Tyler Conklin from uh, the Vikings. So maybe we got a little Gronk and Hernandez going on in uh, in MetLife with with Robert Sala. But uh, my favorite signing, I was going to give love to to DJ Chark and, and, and your uh, Lions over there. I like what the Steelers did this free agency and I'm tempted to even go the Mitch Trubisky route because I don't think it's, it's something to be laughed at. Um, but I'm going to say miles Jack to the Steelers. I think two years, $16 million is a steal for a player of his caliber. Um, and he's only like 26 years old too, which is crazy because he's been in the league for, for what feels like quite a while, but he's a really, really good player. Um, and the Steelers continue to build just an awesome defense and, and they address the need. Devin Bush struggled last year. They didn't really have that, you know, that inside linebacker that can make plays. Um, but I think that's really going to help everyone around him. And, and I like what the Steelers are doing. Yeah. And well, I mean, I'm sure in a couple minutes, we'll get to the reason why miles Jack was available. Shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Um, yeah. They had a great free agency. I also though, I want to switch my pick. Can I okay. switch my pick? Because I was going to pick this guy, and then I switched it last second, but I'm like, Chase no, Edmonds this is... Or, or Raheem this Mostert? Which I'll one? give you one guess. It's not one of those. Who's my favorite son? Cedric Wilson. No. Hassan uh, Reddick. Alec, Alec Ingold. Okay, so I was just naming all Miami signings. <laughs> That's a good... I, I really like Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. That Eagles defense is rounding into form. Like, it was... It, it's. I think it surprised people last year. Now you add Hassan Reddick, one of the best players at getting to the quarterback. And in a... Division where, yes, the Cowboys basically rolled their way to the division last year, but they had a very mediocre free agency. I think everybody mm -hmm. can agree. I think at this point, they worse than they were last year, 100%. Yeah. So who knows? Obviously, there's a lot of question marks on the offense, but hey, if if that defense turns into the best in the division, like it quite possibly can, the Eagles might have a chance to compete for it. So I, I really like that signing. This is a Thomas Coburn NFC East take about a team that's not the Cowboys. Yeah. Potentially winning the division. Maybe Eagles um, are the Eagles might be my team this year. We know you have a good track record of those predictions. I'm more on board with you at this one than what nice. yours was okay, last good. year. So maybe that helps you out a bit. Um, but how about those Giants, right? They're uh they're maybe they rebound this year, maybe take them out, whatever they are, plus four thousand to win the NFC East. Um, did we say least favorite signing? 
Oh, well, okay, before we get that, who's your who won free agency as a team? Um, I'm probably gonna go with the Jets. What I talked about earlier, I I like what they did. Um, good O line. Like, I look at what they did with Sam Darnold. Complete disaster. Give him nothing. I think the Jets are one more wide receiver weapon, and I think they need to have like a big wide receiver. Maybe they take like a Drake London in in, in the draft. I know you don't want to hear that because you want him to yeah. fall to the eighth round where the Lions can scoop him up. But uh, I I like what the Jets are doing. I still think they need to strengthen up their defense a little bit. But uh, in terms of surrounding Zach Wilson and putting him in a position to succeed, it's an A for me. Yeah, Jets Jets are certainly up there. Love what they did. Obviously, talked about it earlier. I don't know. At this point, the two players, like the two key names that they got for the prices that they got them at and the ages, dude, the Ravens, the Ravens were unreal. Yeah, that's true too. Zadarius Smith, Marcus Williams, both felt like reasonable contracts in like, Whenever when free agency it feels like every signing, no matter who it is, it's always like overpaid. Yeah. Every, every, that's what everybody's initial reaction is: overpaid, overpaid, overpaid. They seem to get reasonable deals with both of them, and I think at this point, who would you pick to win the AFC North at this point? I think the Ravens are going to have a really good chance. Yeah. Like I think everyone's going to go in just because the Bengals made the Super Bowl last year and think that they're going to lock to win it. Um, a lot of us are forgetting one, how injured the Ravens were last year. And I wasn't high on the, on the team last year. I, I, I wasn't, um, but also how inconsistent everyone else is. And I think all four of these teams are going to be good again. I think the Steelers are going to have a winning record. I think the Browns are going to be back, but in terms of the top, top team, you know, the Ravens got swept to the Bengals last year. And I think they're going to come out with a, looking for a little bit of revenge this year. And we, we have to see Lamar improve on, on what we saw of him last season. Definitely. Yeah, we'll see maybe in the draft or obviously maybe they grab a wide receiver again. Who knows? But you got to think the offense is going to look better than it did last year when he was in there. And that defense is obviously looking pretty special on paper. Very quick side note. Favorite signing that didn't end up happening. J.D. McKissick to the Bills. I thought that was a great signing. That just didn't end up happening. It's only that or Randy Gregory (laughs) staying with the... With the Lions, but hey, I, or not the Lions, the Cowboys. The Cowboys yeah, I like yeah. seeing those every year. That's uh, for a little bit of a twist, a little bit of suspense, because you know legal tampering doesn't end till Wednesday, so players can always jump ship. Um, what do we have here? Our least favorite signing and our free agency loser. I feel like the loser we can just sort of hold hands and say it together. The Jacksonville Jaguars. A hundred, but there's there's no other right answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like in most cases, these questions, there's no right answer, but this, there's, there's definitely a definitive answer. What do you think? Christian Kirk, like. That's the worst signing. That's one of the worst free agency signings. I think I've ever, I can remember off the top of my head. Here's why you want to, you don't want to know what makes it way worse is it, it gets, it just got more embarrassing as the day went on when the lines just were like, well, we'll take Chark for 10 million for Ooh, one year. Like, I'm not here to say like DJ Shark is way better than Christian Kirk. No. But, uh, they're at least, you know, they're in the same club. Well, Shark has an 1,000-yard receiving Kirk season. doesn't. Christian Kirk does not. I, I mean, hey, I guess if you're in love with the guy, go get him. But my God, all that money for basically an unproven wide receiver to this point. And like, I just feel like when you're in that Arizona offense, I would have liked to see more for you to give him that. It's not that he was like in some terrible situation. They're like, okay, this guy's going to be unreal. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Maybe he will turn out to be like, you know, live up to the deal because no one thinks he's going to live up to the deal. And that's kind of how these things work. So maybe we'll all look foolish. I think that's the only hope though. 
Yeah, and I think there's definitely some language in the contract that maybe makes it not as poor as we all think it is. Maybe there's an easy out. Obviously, you're the contract expert on this uh, <laughs> on this podcast, but that's only when the Lions sign players. You do your reading. Um, I don't know. Christian Kirk, I think it, it's telling when Cardinals fans, or like, let's say, you know, your fan base, you lose a player that's getting paid in potentially $20 million a year, and you're not sad. Like, for example, the Patriots were all devastated. Patriots fans were devastated to see J.C. Jackson go. And he's only getting like $18 million. Not Cardinals only are fans, you not sad, you're laughing. Cardinals fans are, are, are driving from Jacksonville to Arizona, which, I mean, not the, ge- not the geographical expert. Pretty long drive. Um, I don't know. I don't think anybody understands the, sign, the signing. It's confused everybody. Now I'm just thinking about how long the drive is to, to Jacksonville to Arizona. And I might look that up while you give me your free agency loser. Well, the free agency loser is the Jags, but we'll just oh, give sorry, you. Sorry, sorry. Your least favorite signing and you can't say Christian Kirk. That's what I was getting at. I'm going to go Von Miller. See, I don't, no, like, I don't like the contract, but uh, as I like getting Von fan, Miller. I am terrified to play the Bills next year. Terrified. I like, I like getting Von Miller, obviously, but at 32 and... I did read into his contract a bit because I almost couldn't believe it. Yeah, six years. Wow. Six years brings you to 38, but like after four, they can kind of get out of it. But there's, but it's 50 million guaranteed. For, mm-hmm. I had it in my head that he was going to sign like kind of a reasonable deal with a contender. Yeah. He did sign with a contender, but it was there was no discount on that deal. That was... I guess teams just really, really wanted him and that's the price just kept going. Like to me, I, I feel like Bobby Wagner's contract... Everyone's going to look at it and be like, Bobby Wagner, like he's only getting that much money. That, I don't know. And that's, I feel like how you're feeling about Von Miller. Yes. So who knows though, if the Bills are looking at it, like in the next two years, maybe he's going to be the guy that puts us over the top against the Chiefs, against the Bengals, maybe against the Ravens, maybe against the Jets, who knows? And and even, <laughs> you know, further from now, three years from now, the Jags, Christian Kirk's going to be in the Christian third year Kirk. contract. He's going to be dominant. So, uh, did you find out how long that drive is? No, I got, I got to look it up. I'll give you my least favorite uh, signing, though. And I don't know if this is cheating, but I'm going to say whoever signs Tyron Matthew. Is that cheating? Oh, that's the, the, no. And I, I like that. But it's almost, I feel like everyone just can sense the disaster coming of however long and however much money that's going to have to be that maybe it doesn't like. Maybe it turns out to be a reasonable deal. I don't know if that's even possible. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a signing that like I feel like most fan bases are kind of nervous about. Like, yeah. what what's that going to look like? That I love what the Chiefs did. Great, like great, move, great replacement. All that can't argue with that. Um, but yeah, I just feel like he's going to want a ton of money, and I don't know who's going to give it to him. It feels like it's not. I mean. Jackson. I don't. Maybe I, it feels like it can't be like a contender. It's gonna no, be like it, I don't think it's gonna be either. It's I feel like it's gonna be a decent team, maybe a team that's gonna compete for the playoffs and just spend too much money. And I, I don't know. It just feels like it's not gonna work out. It says a lot when the 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 safeties that are sought out the most and teams are most aggressive for is Justin Reed and Marcus Williams, and even Marcus May got a decent payday from the Saints. So it's like teams aren't valuing paying the safety position top dollar and they feel they're getting better value from players who have less pedigree but by the time that contract's done they're going to be far better players than Tyron Matthew who's let's be honest he's at the back nine of his career he's gotten like this is going to be his third big contract 
Yeah, like if he if he were to get more money than Marcus Williams, that would be like the most ridiculous thing. In the yeah, world. I, I don't know. I don't I feel. Know. I think someone might give it to him. That's what I'm scared of. That's why he's the worst signing for me, and it hasn't even happened yet. I'm just nervous of what's to come. I think a bad signing too was Mike Williams. To touch on that quick, the resign. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, the re, right. The resign. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. I. I think you go replace him in the draft. I think that's too much. That's too much money to put into your top two receivers, and Mike Williams, quite frankly, has not didn't even put together a full season last year. So. Yeah. I don't know. That was an interesting signing that I wasn't a huge fan of. I have some mixed feelings on that. One, respect to them for burying that in the Russell Wilson news. Two, I think it would be worse if a different team signed him. But we know they have right. a rapport with Justin. He already has that connection with Justin Herbert. I still think it's way too much money, especially for a – he's a Kenny Galladay. He's a jump ball receiver. And, and I don't, yeah. also he can't really stay healthy. I don't I don't think he like he doesn't get that from another team in free agency though. I don't think. Jags? The J- yeah, the Jags would have given him 200 million for like probably. He he would he would have got the, the 200 the million city. for the 200 million for 4 years that people thought Rodgers got. That would have been the Mike Williams contract had he hit the open market and he played for the with Jags. The Jags, Jags present know. Christian Kirk key to the city uh along with his, you know, 100 million dollar contract. Uh the drive from Arizona to Jacksonville is 30 hours long. How many episodes of our podcast could you listen to in that drive? Quite a bit. 40, uh, 40-ish. Yeah, if probably. You really want to do the math. But at least Christian Kirk can take a private jet because he certainly He's has got that money. money. He's got that money. So good for Christian Kirk. Um, before we wrap up today, a couple of the guys who are unsigned still. Uh, you got Stefan Gilmore, Bobby Wagner, Julio Jones, fresh on the market. Um, am I missing anyone else that we wanted to talk about? Uh, we talked Armstead? about the honey. We talked about the honey badger. It's Ron Armstead, Bobby Wagner. We mentioned a bit. Clowney's still available. Mm. Juju Smith Schuster, changing an offense wherever he goes. Uh, uh, give me one landing spot for one of these guys. Stephon Gilmore to the Eagles. Him and Slay. Yeah. Bolster that defense even more. I think that that's that's something that I'd want to see. I like it. I like that. I honestly thought he was going to go to the Raiders originally. Um, but now they spent quite a bit on Chandler Jones. They also moved out to Yannick Ngakwe. I thought that was good business. I know Jones is a little bit older, but still, Jones and, and Max Crosby, that whole AFC West, when we do our AFC West episode, it's going to be uh, it's, it's a three hour episode. Yeah, three. It's going to be 30. It's going to be the drive. We're going to drive from Jacksonville to Arizona and record one episode in one shot, 30 hours about the AFC West. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Julio Jones, and I am going to put him to the division rival Colts who have Matt Ryan after the Deshaun Watson trade. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones back together in not the NFC South, but the AFC South. How's that for a story? Very good. Before we go, what about him on Miami? Is that something you'd like? No. No, you don't want him. I mean, him and Waddle kind of, that could no, work. No, him and Devontae Parker in the, in the players' booth for eight out of the 17 games of the season because neither of them can stay on the field. That's very fair. Devontae Parker, what a fall from grace, eh? He's still like, when he plays, it's like, yeah. man, this guy's good. So it's kind of it's kind of frustrating. But Only yeah. Dolphins fans have ever thought that. You don't think he's good? I feel like a I lot think, actually- I think he, No, I think he's good, but he's one of those guys. It, it's one of those caliber of players that people only rave about if that guy's on your team. No one's raving about yeah, Devontae Parker. I'll give point. you a stat, though. You know, he led the entire AFC in receiving yards two years ago. But you didn't know that. I, I think I did know that just because of 
that you've already said it once or twice. I feel like that could be wrong <laughs> as well. So I'm probably well then stat check that later. But he had a really good season. That's the point I'm trying to convey. Um, also, he's like fourth all time in Miami career receiving yards, maybe fifth, which is kind of sad. But that's tough. Well, Waddle will be up there within a year. So there probably you go. Probably around there. So. Um, to close the show, more receiving yards next year. DJ Chark or Christian Kirk? Who are you taking? DJ Chark, of course. Okay, I, I'm going to take that too. So that's that's going to be the show for today, guys. Um, hopefully, the production value was at the same level as it usually is. But we are a man short. Paulo is on vacation with Chris Ballard in Florida. Um, so, Paulo, if you're listening, hope you're having a great time. And to everyone who listened... Thank you for tuning in and and we'll see you sometime next week. The last word to you as always. Shout out to Christian Kirk. (laughs) Getting that money. 30 minutes talking. Getting that money. He deserves it. Okay. That's it. Take it easy, everybody. Bye.